fake certifications from an Indian university. Why? More than thirty-five thousand rolled mm. out. Wow. That's a lot of yeah. graduates, huh? But yeah. to be fair, probably not the only university out there doing this. Mm. Not the only country doing this, also. Yeah, I should have done this. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we talk about the Sugar Book founder arrested in Malaysia to- right after we released the episode on Sugar Daddies. When I read the article, I was just like, "What the fuck?" To well, to arrest twice. Arrested twice, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arrested, arrested twice. twice. Arrested twice, lah. Yeah. And of course, uh, for those of you who are wondering, this podcast probably brought to you by your friends from Chiran Organisation. You can visit uh, this portal where a lot of job opportunities await. Mm-hmm. It's www.planb.sg/jobs, and would like to welcome you to this show. You're listening to Plan B podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to PlanB.sg. We are five months into this pandemic. More than 150,000 people have died. Genuinely, this is what the science is showing. And granted, you know, initially early on, there was a bit of confusion as to what you needed, what you oh, didn't need. Demanded that he should score for Liverpool. A goal against the enemy. Virgil van Dijk. Welcome to Plan B.SG. I am Zaris Mile. And I am Darren Mark. And I am Rama. Oh no 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 no. I think I think for today's uh-huh. story the one we're gonna say, I'm gonna say or meh Darren Mark. What is that? Darren Mark. What is that? That means my, my name pseudo is Indian friend. My name is Darren. <laughs> in Hindi, right? Yeah, in Hindi. Uh, how do I say that? In Hindi. Mera naam. Mera naam. Zaris Mile. Mera naam Zaris Mile hai. Hair, hair. Yeah. Hmm. What is hair? Hair is Isla. Ah, so namaku yeah. adalah Ismail. Hmm. Okay. Actually, you know, just uh, in the in the previous podcast, we were talking about uh, Hindu temples, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And that just remind. And and if you listen to the last podcast when you guys were signing off and saying. Uh, your respective uh, Instagram handles and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yes, I was stoning off a bit because I was just thinking about Idiapam, bro. What Idiapam. is what is Idiapam? What is this uh, food that you're talking about? This Idiapam food is of this, the gods. Ah, uh, food. I wish it. It's was. like the round. Um, is it like pancake? No, no. Okay, like it, it, uh, you know when I was in Sri, La- Sri Lanka, I went to Sri Lanka. Okay, uh-huh. uh, over there they call it uh, stringy hoppers, something like that. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. You know, roti kira, the Malay has roti yes, kira, right? Yes, yes, yes. Ah. But this is okay. This is like bihun. I yeah, saw yeah, the the, yeah, the yeah. Angmo guy eating it uh, at the train station. Yeah, he bought it. So it's like one pancake of You're bihun. Right. Yeah, you're right. So you know, there's, the, there's a dipping sauce. Putu yes. mayam, putu mayam, putu mayam, yeah, putu mayam, yeah, putu mayam. Okay. That's no. why it's called in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So it's either called putu mayam or idiapam. Yeah, putu mayam. Uh, I don't think it's putu mayam. It is, it is, it is. It is. It's, hey, it's Wikipedia a, says it is means it is. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's it, it's an interchangeable name. Although I don't know why it's interchangeable, but uh, some people refer to it as putu mayam. Some people refer to it as idiapam. Yeah. Now, if you idiapam is the Tamil name, ah. Oh, is it? And then putu mayam is. The Malay names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you know, in 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 many restaurants. Yes. Okay. To... It's putu mayam. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. 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 This yes, one. Yeah. one yeah. yeah. So if you go to many restaurants, they mm-hmm. will serve it with uh, the, with the brown sugar. Uh, uh, no, the orange sugar. sugar. The orange, yeah, yeah. The orange, orange sugar and the coconut and coconut. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then if you go to some more traditional restaurants, they will serve it with uh, coconut water. 
Ah. Yes. Uh, and the, co- the coconut water actually goes extremely well Ooh. with uh, this one. Yes, yes. It goes very well with the with the brown sugar and all that. Yes. Wow. But in my family and in quite a few Indian Muslim families, mm-hmm. we actually eat uh, this idiapam or putumayam with uh, gravy. Oh, so it's savory? Like this? Yeah, savory. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like no, this? No, bro. Like, uh, you know, in my family, for example, every year when it's uh, Hari Raya or Eid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go to the mosque and I come back, there's right. always... A, a, a plate full of idiapam oh with like the best chicken curry I ever eat and, oh and eating it together is like cloud nine it's amazing you know I, I would love to try it because I've had idiapam before mm-hmm. and like but it's always like you say it's always sweet yep. but I've always felt like a bit like unsatisfied with the sweetness because mm-hmm. I feel like this doesn't feel like a dessert this doesn't feel like a kind of you know like a snack like I would like to try it with like a, like feel like it's more filling it's a heavier thing yes uh-huh, yes uh-huh, yes uh-huh. and it is awesome with gravy bro oh like uh, like the other day I had a friend and he's Indian Muslim as well uh-huh. and he wanted to meet me for some free legal advice okay. <laughs> so he he bribed me like basically he said hey I cooked a pot of dalcha Oh. And then I say, what, you're going to serve me with the dalcha? Then he said, I'm bringing one packet of idiapam. I say, you, you've got me sold. <laughs> so he came to my office with this pot of dalcha and idiapam and I was whacking it, bro. And you know, when they make dalcha, usually they make it with like ribs, like mutton ribs. Or, okay. Yes. So it's like bony chunks of mutton. And that, that the dalcha is usually a, a, a savory, sourish kind of taste mm-hmm. to it, uh-huh. right? And and that with that with the stringy diapam and it's it it gets soaked in the gravy and it really will soak it up right. Mm-hmm. That taste, oh my! It just reminds me so much of of Eid of Hari Raya and oh, I see. and of celebrations that uh, when we were talking about Hindu temples, I don't know why suddenly my mind drifted to a plate of beautiful diapam and I wish I could have it right now because. <laughs> It's quite late at the time of this recording. Yes, I, I know. don't know about you guys, but I'm hungry, man. You know, well, I've, I've always, honestly this, I've mm-hmm. always wanted to like, find out what it's like mm-hmm. in an Indian Muslim family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, when I think of Muslim like stuff, right? It's usually Malay, 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 Malay. Mm. Ah. But I don't usually think of like, Indian Muslim. Mm-hmm. Like, I see. Like the culture, the food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, if I, there's no idiapam, would tose be okay. Oh my god, I love Tose. Tose also is fantastic. I love I love, I love Tose. Okay, but uh, just, just to backtrack, I apologize. Before we touch yeah. on the Tose, uh, you, know, you know, it's interesting that you <laughs> mentioned uh, Indian Muslim, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, so I'm Indian Muslim, but yeah. I, I speak Malay because mm. my my father speaks Tamil, my mother speaks Malayali. So there's two oh, different ah, languages, okay. right? And then they all grew up in Singapore and Malay yep. is the easiest language to pick up. Yep. So, but I always get flack from other Indian Muslims. They'll tell ah. me, no, screw you, you're not Indian if you don't speak Tamil or Hindi or whatever. Oh. They'll be like, screw you back, read my IC. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If the government says I'm Indian, means I'm Indian. Shut you're up. right, you're right. <laughs> you're right. So, but, but, you know, being part of this, um, this marriage between mm. Malay culture and Indian culture. Yes, yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, if you go to a mosque, uh-huh. Uh, like say a Malbari mosque. Oh uh, yes, right. They 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 will often eat like a like a mutton korma. You know mutton mm. korma, and then they'll eat it with some form of ghee rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go to many of the restaurants in Serangoon, you will be yeah. able to buy mutton korma and ghee rice. Mm. Uh-huh. But in my house, and my father will often uh, berate me for this. Eh? Right. 
But I will eat mutton korma and ghee rice, but I will whack some sambal belacan in there. Oh. I tell you, bro, it elevates the dish to a different level. I marriage of yes. Marriage of cultures. I understand. Yes, the marriage, bro. The marriage of culture. You but then the, the Indian traditionals will come and whack oh, you. Oh yeah, they will whack me, bro. I'm like a bloody <laughs> infidel for saying this. Well... You're liberal lah. Yeah. No, no, it's like, you know, it's like prata, roti canai, whatever you want to call yeah, it. And yeah, then like, yeah. some people eat it with sambal, some people eat oh, it yes. with curry, some people yes. eat it with sugar. I, yeah. I eat it with sambal. But no, but even my father will say I'm a sellout lah. But, yeah. but when it comes to prata and sambal, he will enjoy it too. Allah. Yeah, yeah, he will enjoy it too, you know, but that that's a great example you you're see. right you got the rice you, you got the prata yep. uh-huh. and dalcha okay uh-huh. that's something we are all commonly used yes. to yeah. yes. but once you wank that sambal sambal tumis ikan bilis in there oh, the hey, elevation we need, you need to we have to try this lah we have to, we have to get this uh, indian food mm-hmm. uh, day down we right? will mm. we will set aside a date where we go traveling i miss yes. indian in singapore food, man, i tell you and we like, need to videotape that shit man There's a really nice Indian, <laughs> the authentic Indian restaurant in Little India. Several, mm-hmm. several, of course. And uh, they sell really authentic Indian food. Let's go there. I love mm-hmm. the rotis. Like I'm, I love, I'm less of a of a rice person. You know, I'm more what of I love is the tea. Person. Wait, but wait, the tea. I love the tea. Wait, well, uh, Zah was talking about tose just now, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Now, when you eat tose, yeah, there's always three gravies. You're right. The mm. red one, which uh, which is uh, spicy. They call it, uh, if I remember correctly, they call it Bangayam chutney, which okay. is onion chutney. I just oh. call it the spicy chutney. I yeah, the spicy one. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the, the white coconut one. chutney. The white one with the coconut. Yes. Yeah. And that and one then, spoils very easily. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yes, yes, that's yes, true. Yes. That's yeah. very true. You got to eat that it fast. One, yeah, that one finish it, it fast. No, you go, fast. you go to a shop where they don't actually always sell the tose. Don't mm. even try because it's probably going to be spoiled and rancid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but even that coconut uh, chutney. Yes. There's different variants. You, you know? are right. I like the spicy one. Yeah, got some with the dried red chili inside. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Some places okay. don't use the dried red chili. I see. I then, see. then the center one usually is the sambar, which the is dal, yes, and all. which is like yeah. a dal, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you eat your tose, uh-huh. which rocks your boat? Which of the three? I will go. Okay, first of all, um, I will tear out a piece no bigger than what's this? 15 cm. Mm-hmm. And it that is not 15 cm, bro. What the <laughs> hell? Okay, this is the what? 10? 5 cm. I don't know. You know, can't be five, bro. This is like 10, uh, maybe 10, 10, 10, okay. 10 cm. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. 10 cm. That's quite big, uh, by the no, way. No, no, no. Actually, less than that. Uh. 7. Okay. <laughs> 7 cm. I'll take a 7 cm piece of uh-huh. tose. Uh-huh. I'll dip it in the dal first. I don't oh. know what I call it. I call it the dal. Mm-hmm. So just... Uh, normally, the dal is quite diluted. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then after that, I'll take another piece of a 7 cm tose uh-huh. and I'll wrap it like, you know, like a glove. Oh. Picking up the coconut Ado, yes, bro. And then, while the coconut is still inside, mm-hmm. I would dip it into the red sauce. Oh, yes. So it has like a coconut one. and mm-hmm. the red, mm-hmm. uh, the reddish uh, chutney around it, mm-hmm. and then quickly dip it in the dal. Oh my! Ah. And then eat it. Okay. Because if oh. you if you're not quick, uh-huh. a lot of the dal will will drip. Will drip. Off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Want yeah. to be as much as possible, and all three. So it's a marriage of three flavors in my mouth. Amazing. Polygamous marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and how about you, Darren? Which, which I I love the red one. Oh, like, I love the, it's a bit spicy right like uh-huh. I love like I can eat it just like that oh serious huh? I love it I love it but I wish that there was mint chutney oh 
That's mint. Yeah, I wish mint. there was mint. That, that's more of like a tandoor, right? So, I guess lah. But I mean, like whatever lah. Just whack ah. You know, like if it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, ah. that's true. That's true. For me, if I eat tose, I must have a paper tose. Oh, why? Nothing rocks my. What's wrong with paper tose? More than paper. I don't tose. like paper tose. It's too thin. Ah, no, no, no. I mm, love the crispy. big, long, crispy, mm. and it's thin. And then you tear off like your five cm piece. Ah, uh. then I will dip it in nothing but the coconut chutney. I oh. see. And you know, if the coconut chutney is the more traditional, I don't know if it's traditional or not, but the one with the the dried chili inside, mm. uh-huh. and they will have the black mustard seeds. Oh yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's so many. Different definitions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different levels of flavor within yeah. the coconut chutney. I can you. If I go to the restaurant, I'll probably ask for like four bowls and oh eat the whole God. thing with that. Yeah, that that. Really? Yeah, they they give you four bowls of coconut chutney. Pay lah, what to But speaking of paper tose, yeah, we have fake Indian papers. Ah, <laughs> what about? That was our original story. Okay. Oh, what what is it? I've I've totally forgot about the main story that we want to cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You talk about paper, then I was like, oh yeah, we were supposed to talk about Indian oh, papers. Oh yes, mm. the fake degrees. Fake paper, yes, yes thirty-five, thirty-six thousand. Uh, oh the I don't know. Like there were a few numbers floating around, but uh-huh. like CNA they are basically saying that MOM is investigating fifteen work pass holders who declared qualifications from private university in India. Mm-hmm. So um, is they are investigating these fifteen work pass holders who mm-hmm. um qualified from I think the thing is called Manav Bharti University, mm-hmm. and uh, because some allegations were surfaced mm-hmm. that they were basically selling fake, fake degrees. degrees. This is not something new. Yeah, and no. I don't. Yeah, that's you, what everybody was saying. This yeah. is not new. You can buy even. Degrees from China websites. Wow, oh. serious? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, there was a case, right, a mm. few years back, uh-huh. about a, a Chinese PR worker was mm-hmm. here who have used a fake degree of sorts oh, oh to try to apply. And uh, these things are quite rampant, and I believe there has been a documentary made about someone, a, a, a investigative journalist, mm-hmm. who tried to buy a fake degree mm-hmm. and was successful in doing so in Singapore. I don't think it was in Singapore, but it, the cost is about three thousand six and above. About that, wow, that price range. Wow, that's not so bad. You I can mean, even a fraction of a cost of a real yeah. degree. Yeah. You no, can even choose uh, from what university, and they can really do a exact copy together wow. with the seal. Oh my god, it's crazy, bro. So no, you actually choose like a proper legit university. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. No, there's even no, a, you can customize it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of this, yeah, like there's there's you know fake uni- uh, university degrees, right? Yeah. But I recently because of the COVID pandemic, and you yeah. know like now to travel, people need like yeah. a, a false, you know, not false declaration, like a negative declaration, right? Yeah. yeah. Of COVID, like those things are being sold also. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, I think like BBC ran like a. Ex- This thing also uh-huh. investigative journalism thing on it, <coughs> yeah. And they mm-hmm. were saying how easy it is to buy. That's why mm. some people are slipping through. Wow, because okay. the doctor so, certifications are fake. So on that note, ah, uh, this is fair comment. I'm not, I'm not creating speculation or uh-huh. right or I'm not trying to so discord. Yeah, but just fair, lawyer covering his ass. Fair comment. <laughs> my own opinion. Again, this is my own opinion. Every day we read, ah. Uh, The numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's all these numbers. Of, uh, a lot of the numbers are imported cases. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, when you read about all these imported cases, may, most of them come from countries that may have like some form of recipro- reciprocal agreement, mm. or they would have had uh have had to have gone through some tests yep, yep. in the uh, origin country of origin before departing, right? Yep. 
So when I read this, to me as a layperson reading the paper, mm-hmm. I feel like what? So what the hell happened? They contracted it on in the air, what? Ah, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So it leads me as well to believe even before this BBC yeah, uh, yeah. coverage that definitely there must be some hanky panky or yes, fake, yes. fake thing going on about whether or not you have the COVID, exactly right? exactly. So yeah, I I just well, it's possible what to contract it from the airplane. <coughs> yeah, but no, in, but you that means numbers. somebody is there what that has it. Yeah, how how is it that you cleared the three days before flight mm. uh, passing the 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 test, meaning yep. you don't have the disease, mm. but when you reach Singapore on an eight hour flight, and then you suddenly have the disease because uh, the virus can also live on surfaces for an extended amount of time. Yeah, surface, but the, you know. But mm-hmm. the but the point is that you know that means that somebody brought that virus particle mm-hmm. to that surface. Yeah. Which shouldn't have happened if everybody was, you know, really cleared, cleared fully, hundred percent cleared before they were even allowed to enter the airplane. Yes. So what mean, if the person was cleared, then then it was the virus was on his luggage. I mean, like no, I mean he he could not show symptoms or you know if, no not symptoms. It means he is not contracted. <coughs> Not, yeah, not, I mean, that's not impossible. To, yeah. Not impossible. That that could be a plausible reason. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like even luggage, baggage handlers, yeah, other yes. people, ground staff. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, fair. there are also this kind of uh, hanky panky shit going on, lah. Yeah. Ah. But the BBC article. Yeah, uh, and I mean, unsurprising, right? Like black black markets for this kind of shit is everywhere. Yeah. So how uh, how do we call out someone? Uh? Mm. I don't like think w- w- when this happened, what what can we do as citizens? Uh? I don't think uh, there's what, much the, you can do. The uh. degrees or the, yeah, the degrees are uh, like let's say if I do go to a polyclinic mm-hmm. and suddenly I have like a uh, certain suspicion and I wanna I just wanna confirm if my doctor is certified. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I mean I polyclinic maybe not. No, there was uh there oh, really? was uh, a case yeah, about yeah, yeah. this polyclinic doctor oh. who who faked her her certification. Oh, no, mm. and yeah, she yeah. was caught, right? Yes, oh, I remember that up. a few years back. Polyclinic, yeah. bro. Hey, alama. So now, so but nothing much we can do, honestly. Yeah. Okay, because you know, like at the same time, there's also like we have to balance it also because it's like it's not to say that everybody who isn't from a local U has to be you know is suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's sometimes like, I feel legit. sometimes I feel like this is my opinion. Uh, like, um, it is not same across mm-hmm. all industries. Like, when you when you come to a certain industry and they say, "Oh, we will only hire if you are a graduate from these five local unis," mm-hmm. oh. and then it, this at the same industry we have uh, corporations that actually hire outside mm-hmm. of the five local unis that that you have blanketed on mm-hmm. and then it just happened to be some Indian university or some China university yep, yep. Mm-hmm. and that's when uh, as Singaporeans you mm-hmm. feel um, what is happening mm-hmm. yeah. why um, are, are these places or are these jobs given to to people outside of Singapore with um, a degree mm-hmm. that is from a totally unrecognizable yeah. university as compared to you know, I could be from SMU. I'm, well, I'm not given this job. Yeah, right, you know, right, so that right. sucks. Yeah, hiring practices. But I, I just have two things I want to say. One right. is, uh, I find it sad that people want to buy degrees because to me, the the, the journey of education, mm. working hard and and getting your 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 the the diploma itself, right? Whether yep. it's a, yep. a bachelor's degree or whatnot. Yeah, uh, I think it's something you should be proud of, okay. and and you should hold 
hold that journey is something that's important. Don't mm-hmm. just buy it off the shelf. And and for me, when I took my 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 masters, was very difficult for me. Of course. Uh, usually you could have just bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so people usually clear their masters in two years, right? Uh-huh. I, I took mm. six years to do it. Oh, inshallah. Hey, yeah, because like halfway through my master, I got married and then oh. I had a child. Then you know who the hell has time to do anything once you yeah. have mm, that, yeah. right? But so eventually I got there, and it, it's something that I hope. Uh, your masters is in what? Uh, Islamic finance, and I told you that before. Oh, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> yeah. Are you gonna buy Bitcoin? <laughs> so, but halal Bitcoin. But there's 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 one other angle uh, to this that I want to share with both of you. Now, I remember someone. Uh, I think an uncle of mine was telling me the story where he was on an oil rig, right? Okay. And and this was back in the day where uh, many equipment, especially heavy level machinery, would be oh. produced in countries like in uh, England. Oh, okay. And not China. Ah, okay. okay. So he before was before the fall of the West. Yeah. So so he was an, on on an oil rig, and there was this particular piece of machinery mm-hmm. uh, which broke down, and oh. it was going to cost the company a lot of money because if that machinery breaks down. They will would have to f- fly in an engineer from uh, from England, right. right, to be able to diagnose and repair that thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember my uncle telling me they were all looking at that shit and no one could figure it out and they were damn stressed. Right. But there was like a Bangladeshi worker or a Sri Lankan worker, okay. someone who was there not as an engineer, but oh. as as you know, one of our lowly paid construction yes, workers. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. Yeah. And the guy looked at it and the guy said to my uncle or something like mm-hmm. that, "I can repair this." Oh, I see. And he did. He said, "I can repair this. Are you going to give me a, a chance?" And he said, "How can you repair this? How do you know how to repair this?" And he said, "Back, he actually has a degree from a university." Yeah, this is common, you know. Yeah, a yeah. lot of like our our work, low paid workers, mm-hmm. they're not stupid. Yeah, they're not stupid. He uh-huh. was he was a full fledged engineer. Yeah. Wait, wait, are you saying those people who have degrees are not stupid? Some of us, there are some dumb fucks that I know. <laughs> okay, okay, to who has fair, degrees, yes. you know. No, yep. but you know because Singaporeans, I think, generally have this very skewed mindset of towards yeah, our, it's a skewed our low, mindset. Yeah, low paid workers. Yeah, so so this particular lower paid worker who was there as a construct. Job worker mm-hmm. was actually an, an engineer with a degree from his mm. home country, mm. but nobody's mm. going to recognize yeah. that degree, right? Yeah. Mm. And then he said, "If you're willing to take the risk, I can repair this." And mm-hmm. he managed to repair it, and the company saved like sixty uh, thousand bucks from having oh to fly God, in wow. an engineer mm. from England to do that thing. I... So on the one hand, you got all these uh, people who are just coming here getting jobs in yeah. high high playing paying places yes. with their store bought degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you also have, you also have, unfortunately, poorly yeah, paid workers kind of who, I see. who actually situation. are qualified and are smart. Mm. You know, yeah, so, it's, it's it's a fucked up situation. Huh, how to actually. remedy it, right? Yeah. This one, this la. one is like a whole ass. <laughs> that's a that's a whole Pandora's box, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, uh, which we should open it by the way we, if honestly in Singapore we will have to open it mm. yeah, yeah. and I hope somebody later. does yeah but I think eventually we'll get there somebody will pay attention to this I really hope so I really hope so you know what I need like five investigative journalists <laughs> to just infiltrate this system mm-hmm. and find out who's behind this this hiring of uh, you know certifications yeah. hey, that we should do that huh you know, like do those who don't do their diligence in trying to find out if the certifications are legit or not, fucking fire their ass. Uh. No, no, even not, not only that, you know, 
uh, in Singapore of late, we have more uh, certain level of protectionist practices. Okay, like what? If you want to, like, we have we have discussed this on the podcast a few mm-hmm. times before. Like, if you want to hire uh, someone from a foreign country, yeah, you must have a quota. Yeah. For, you, not only must you have a quota, but you must be able to justify that no local supplied for it. You're right. That. You're right. Now, I understand from uh, from people within uh, recruitment. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say agencies, but within mm. recruitment practices, these right. are large level practices that they usually already have a candidate from a foreign country. You're right. Oh. And they already Philippines, know. right. <laughs> I've heard about I mean the, the, the recent the recent saga was about that. Yeah. And oh. and so they already have a candidate. Yeah. They know they're going to hire this person uh-huh. but then they just Uh, just advertise lah for yes. locals to try and apply, yes. Yes. and then they let that be, and then they yeah. finally hire whoever they want, and then we all wonder how come Singaporeans don't get good paying jobs. Ah. Yeah, so you should do some investigative investigative journalism on that, uh-huh. on that kind of practice. Then Tafet will be like, uh, actually, no problem ah, like no problem <laughs> No, well. but oh shit! I mean, if you if you manage to do that. And and we uncover something that would be amazing, man. Oh, That'll be amazing. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, such practices are not uh, really done in children organization. <laughs> and you will yep. hear it from Brandon himself, who's yes. the head of recruitment. Uh-huh. Right after this. Welcome back to Plan B.SG Proudly brought to you by your friends from QO Children Organization mm. And of course, they are looking for people to join Motivated individuals to join their ever-growing family mm-hmm. uh, Only on www.planb.sg slash jobs You can click the link, fill in uh, the form And uh, QO Rep will be in touch shortly We're still with Brandon, Head of Recruitment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that we pride ourselves here on Plan B is because We're quite diverse, you yes. know. Uh, in terms of race, we are quite diverse. And in True. terms of age, <laughs> like that, uh, you know, we we kind of hold the majority, Raman. Yes, we are from the dinosaurs. Yeah, mm. well, we're <laughs> okay. The dinosaur, the elder mm. millennials. Uh, we are uh, elder millennials. Okay, very nice. And uh, you are an elder um, Gen that's Z. That's true. That's true. Mm. You're the first few Gen Z that were born in your generation. Oh my god! Sometimes I hear some younger people talk, and I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, that's how I old. feel about you. <laughs> well, Brandon, how's it? I like, feel uh, you. Yeah, I want to ask, like, because don't don't a, ask me about my yeah. age, though. <laughs> <laughs> you have a background in recruitment, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, is the quality of like the younger workers pretty much is the same as a millennial? Is there no difference, or do you see like a stark change mm, uh, in in trying to mm. you know communicate with someone who's younger as compared to someone who is in the rich? In the range of, in his his or her thirties, mm. I I think I, I, that that's a really interesting question. Really, mm. um, you know, if if we talk about qualities, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent my last 10 years in in a professional recruitment firm, yeah. right? So I've dealt with people from all ages, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, all sorts of uh, you know different different professions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Qualities. I think you know it doesn't differ from generations. I see. Mm. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. If we talk about sales drivenness, uh, yeah. You know uh, how customer service oriented mm. you are, mm. uh, how detailed you are. You yeah. know, 
from the maybe from the eighteen hundreds until now, I think <laughs> oh, same, it's huh? still the same qualities, okay. right? You yeah. hear that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh. what? I never even say anything. If anything, you need to look towards the dinosaurs for inspiration. <laughs> wow, uh, wow. No, okay. but but yeah. you know, if uh, from what uh, was shared, uh-huh. I think the best thing about this organization is the fact that they actually have a. Head of recruitment, yeah, yeah and this yeah. head of recruitment is someone that comes from the uh, professional recruiting background. Yeah, mm. yeah that yeah. just shows that the organization is serious about You're their right. manpower, about who they bring in and how they want to groom yeah. the yeah, people, yeah. right? So, yeah. um, do you want to share with us a bit more about what kind of programs or policies you have in terms of growth for anyone who joins the organization? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all this has been has been really structured. I, I think coming from a corporate background, yeah. right. um, you know. I'm bringing along, you know, experiences and and you know, in a way, copy lah, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. You know what what is done in the corporate world yeah. mm-hmm. into you know the financial services industry, mm. uh, because I think a lot of people have that stigma that you know in financial services, uh, it's it's very different from corporate. Uh, you know, there's you don't have a, a proper career path. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as compared to if I had to work in a corporate. Company and I, mm-hmm. and I see. climb up the the ladder, right? Yeah, right. Uh, but that's not true in in QO's case because mm. it's it's all been structured, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, by the number of appointments that you go to, mm-hmm. by you know the number of people that you meet, mm-hmm. you know number of people that you recruit and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's almost consistent that mm-hmm. that you know by a certain stage. You yeah. should become a senior by certain stage. You should become a manager, and mm. then if you do this and that, you mm-hmm. become a director. Wow! Right? So all this, um, it's I I'll use the term glass ceiling. Is no longer glass ceiling where wow. you can see but you can't touch. Mm-hmm. The sky is the limit. Yeah, exactly. And mm. and you know, you know, you have people around you who 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 have been there. Yeah, mm. and you can talk to them and ask them how how they achieve it, and and basically replicate whatever uh-huh. that has been done. Fantastic. Nice, wow. You were going to ask something there. What? What was I going to ask? <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Before we even went into all this, when we were still on the generational thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, this is just coming because I'm a Gen Z, right? You're the okay. strawberry, yeah? Always gonna, the strawberry, strawberry. <laughs> I Would think you... at one point of time, the millennials got it, got that kind of flag as well from is the it? boomer generation. Yes, we did. Really? Oh. We were called the strawberry generation. No, 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 no. Nobody called me a strawberry. <laughs> no, I mean, you did but That's because yes. you're not on social media, Raman. <laughs> I was on social media. I've been reading reports about it. Right. And it's very surprising and uh, you know for, for the Gen Z's to be called that have mm-hmm. you been called that specifically I mean not me uh-huh. but like my generation mm. I see I see would, would you agree to that yeah yeah, yeah. would like, you agree to professional that? here well mm. I, I can't speak for for, for, for <laughs> everyone yeah you yeah, know yeah. but um, if you ask me the biggest difference you know from from Gen Z yeah, millennials right. or, or you know whatever that, that you mm. call it mm-hmm. I think as we as we as we go, I yeah. think the the younger ones nowadays, the the way the the you know the methods where they get their hands on mm. information, yeah, is so much different from from yes, the previous right. previous generations. Yes, now you right. have your Google, yep. you know yeah. anything that you want to find out for you 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 can find them yeah, on which Google. I take for granted. YouTube. I can't mm. imagine life without Google. <laughs> exactly. All right. So so that being said, you know they have a lot of opinions. I think the mm. younger ones nowadays they have. A lot more opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some may say you know having too much opinions make you feel self entitled. 
But okay. I don't I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel so see. good listening to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's just basically how people, different people of different generations yeah. interpret mm. information differently. Yeah, and true. I think it's not true. just the older one that has to adjust. Mm. Uh, but you know, everyone just have to adjust on how uh, how the world is changing, how mm. information are being pushed mm. out mm. Uh, nowadays. So for individuals who'd like to join a children organization, mm-hmm. what is the age range of, uh, you know, uh, potential yeah. employees who will be uh, filling up uh, the form in a particular link? Is there an age? Uh, good, very, very good question mm-hmm. there. Um, there's there's really no age, you know, That's range awesome. preference yeah. that we're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I think what we're really looking for is like what I mentioned in the previous episode was the drive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you liking to meet people and yeah. you know for for any age group where you are in you serve a different market mm. true right true. so yeah. you know it's true. you yeah so every every market needs a certain um you know age group to to yeah. to yeah. you know take mm-hmm. the care of their financial needs mm. and i think we can all agree that you know from 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 the day we are born till yeah. you know we die you know mm. we 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 need financial planning. Yeah. That's true. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to be taking a short break. For those of you who are here, we'd like to thank you once again. If you're yep. tuning in and you are interested to join um, the ever-growing family of QO, Children yes. Organization, please visit the site. It's in the copywriting. That's www.planb.sg slash jobs. Doesn't mm. matter. You're dinosaur, Gen Z, strawberry, right. whatever. <laughs> Just <laughs> click and join. That's yep. really good to know. So please, you can tell the rest uh, and maybe your friends who are also looking for job opportunities, this is the place to be. We will be right back with more news from planb.sg. Don't go away. So if you haven't uh, visited the Sugar Daddy app, <laughs> that we spoke about uh, How many people actually ago. use that app here in Singapore, I wonder? I, I wonder. Um, <laughs> well, I, can I just spill the beans? No, I can't. I can't. It's still... Uh, Whoa, you used it? No. Uh-huh. We tried... Oh my gosh. You tried to download it? No, we tried to send our reporter to... Oh my god. Oh shit, To go serious. on a, like a sugar baby kind of app. Oh, seriously? Wow. Fuck, it, it works. Oh. It works? Yeah, Meaning works. your reporter became the baby? Are we, are we even going to do it? We're going to lose that reporter anyway, what? So... Well, my sister just say, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it became too dangerous to, it became too dangerous, dangerous to, in, what sense? in that sense, because uh, she was receiving offers for sex and all that. Oh, oh my God. And then we're thinking, should we even, like, we're thinking wait, of wait, stopping so, out so this. Was she being a daddy or a baby? A baby. She was being a baby. Being baby yeah, she was, she was oh, a baby. Okay. And then, and then, uh, like, Potential daddies came swimming. Yeah, potential daddies were trying oh, to lure right. her and there were some salt daddies as well. Oh salt my. Coming oh, yeah, 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 yeah. remember the term? Yeah, yeah. Salt daddy, one Wannabes la. Sugar daddy wannabes la, basically. Yeah, but yeah. don't want to pay. But um, no money to pay. Yeah, no. no money to pay but they have offered her sex and all. So, there, there, there's this culture that exists. Oh, God. In, in Singapore? In Singapore. Oh, God. oh my God. Yeah, there's a specific app that does that. Uh-huh. Oh God. And I would believe such apps exist in Malaysia and in other countries yeah, as well. Yeah, man, bro. Yeah, but um, recently… In fact, Sugarbook. Yeah, Sugarbook is the app, right? Is the is a Malaysian? Because I mean, uh. the founder is Malaysian. Arrested Are you already. serious? Yeah, <laughs> I think The so. founder is Malaysian? Yeah, yeah why, why are you so serious? 
Well, I mean, I thought this would be an international thing. No lah. I mean, um, yes, it's an international thing, but uh-huh. maybe Europe will have its own version. Oh, okay, uh, America okay, okay. will have its own yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Your book is the Malaysian version, lah, bro. Oh, is it a subscription model? Uh, what do you mean subscription? That means you got to pay a subscription to be on I'm, board. I'm actually not sure about that. I don't. I Normally, don't that's that's how they monetize. Amazing. Ah. Yeah. Can we start such an app? I think we like, can. I could use with some extra cash. You know? As long as it is not um soliciting for sex. But yeah. sometimes people might misuse it. For example, like Facebook, right? Mm. It is oh, not yeah, an app yeah. created to solicit sex. Mm. But, but sometimes people do use do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess. Oh my god! It's them like. I don't. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm singling any particular like nationality or whatever. Uh-huh. But like I've heard well, from my no no no. I've heard from my female friends uh-huh. that like getting random Indian like and I mean Indian as in, like from India, uh-huh. random Indian men on Facebook like just straight up just out of nowhere like uh-huh. no mutual friends just on TikTok hey, on baby. Facebook on Facebook uh, like they I, just hey I, baby. I think those are bots because uh in my circles, the man has gotten. Um, requests from uh, ladies in like South Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, yeah. Cambodia, Thailand. Mm. Try to add ah. them, request them as friends. Mm. When you probe further, you can really tell actually a right, bot right. from a normal human I user. See, mm. see. Yeah, the bot. If you were to go through their profile, right, sometimes it's too good to be true. Like really, a hot lady adds mm-hmm. you on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then you were to click the profile and then you scroll down. And then you have things like in their caption, click here to watch my naked photo. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's obvious lah. So you know yeah. this is a bot that yeah. is, hey, that's been generated. Some yeah. also hijacked accounts, bro. Oh, oh yeah, I see, yeah, I see, yeah. I see. So yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. accounts previously belonged to actual real people, then mm. suddenly they forgot their password or mm, mm. then a bot yeah. uh, takes over, changes the display pic, and then finish. Uh. Some Ooh. also scam accounts. Mm-hmm. They will create an account. You would notice, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, I guess those are also actually generated by bots. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Even if you report to the police, it's really tough nothing because oh, no. oh, it, it just will be. It's like a hydra, lah. You cut one, yeah. two grows in yes. this place. Yes. Oh, yes. No, but okay. So in Malaysia, the sugar. What? Yeah. So sugar. sugar we, we were talking about the um, about Indian uh, papers, and then uh-huh. now we got sugar. Uh-huh. So <laughs> manis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so okay, this is from the Straits Times. Malaysian police arrest founder of Sugarbook, uh-huh. a sugar daddy dating platform. Uh-huh. Malaysian police have arrested the founder of Sugarbook, a uh-huh. sugar daddy dating platform. Uh-huh. Selangor Criminal Investigation Department Chief Fadzil Ahmad yeah. said a team comprising Selangor and Shah Alam CID personnel arrested mm. a 34-year-old man who is identified as Darren 34-year-old Chan. man. Yeah, quite young, huh? Fuck. Yeah, young dude. Younger yeah. than me, yeah. He probably made his million already. I yeah, think I, so lah. That's why I'm yeah. like, fuck, man. What am yeah, I doing in my life? That's right. His name uh, identified as Darren Chan. Darren, <laughs> Darren. Oh my you know god! You know how many Darrens there are? Your namesake, uh, bro. Your namesake. Oh, oh. He's not Darren Macau lah. Darren Macau only got one. Mm. Okay. The man who is from Gelugor, Penang. Penang, uh, Penang, Penang, sorry, Penang. was uh, arrested. <laughs> Penang. Penang. What the fuck? Is that your language? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The man who is from Gelugor, uh, Penang, was arrested in the compound of a condominium condominium in Mont Kiara Alamak. at around 4:30 p.m. on Wednesday. Alamak, okay. I'm uh, getting quite disappointed. Yeah. He will be brought to the Shah Alam Court today for remand. 
Datuk Fazil said Initial investigations revealed That the suspect Had confessed to be The founder of Sugarbook mm. we So are what's investiga- wrong With him being the founder of Sugarbook That's the thing That's what I'm so confused about uh. They said uh, We are investigating the case For publishing or circulating Any statement Rumor or report With intent to cause Fear or alarm to the public Sharing offensive or menacing content and prostitution. Ooh. Oh, so it probably only catches the prostitution part. Nah. Possibly. But that's not really sex. I mean, that's not prostitution. Okay, but anyway. So mm-hmm. the High Court later rejected an application to hold the man in remand mm-hmm. for police questioning after he promised he would give full cooperation in the probe. Mm-hmm. But then police on Thursday evening re-arrested him mm-hmm. saying he is needed <laughs> to facilitate investigations into rape. Ayo. Oh, prostitution oh, cases shit. involving a university student. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Ay. Well, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, that yeah. escalated huh. quickly. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. So yeah, actually yeah. that's the flip side of it, right? Okay. When we talk about the whole sugar baby thing, we talked about it last last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Oh yeah, put uh, I mean people make money from it and shit like that, but when it becomes rape, suddenly mm. yes. Suddenly shit gets real. Right? So yeah. here's the thing I w- I'd like to ask. Like, let's say if I were to conceptualize an app and also create an app like Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then happens that, you know, the app got really popular and it became an app where couples come and try to hook up and mm-hmm. meet. Mm-hmm. Right. And just incidentally, a rape case happened mm. because the, uh, the victim was found by a predator mm-hmm. on my app. Mm-hmm. Does yep. that mean I, I might be implicated as well as the founder of the app? Don't give ideas. Uh, wait, somebody will gonna fly to America and try and arrest Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean, uh, you get me not like. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Because that's I what's mean, happening. Okay, with I mean, sugar like, baby, I'm pretty right? sure that that's this the... has happened before. I'm pretty sure this situation has happened countless times. No, like Tinder that, and stuff. That's how ridiculous arresting the founder is, lah. Like. Yeah, lah. Like, yeah, exactly. Because everybody knows this culture of having sugar daddies and sugar babies happens everywhere. Then yeah, this joker yeah. comes out the app, the app and you wanna arrest him for. Oh, yeah, well. that's right. Then, then why not like, we huh? arrest the the founder of OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. You, that's let's even more hardcore. With, let's start with that. That's more hardcore, what? Yeah. Right. The 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 services offered. Yeah. yeah are yeah. a lot more explicit. No, I'm not trying yeah. to, you know, strong arm into agreeing to arrest mm-hmm. the founder of OnlyFans. I'm just saying that as a comparison. Yeah, as a comparison to this, you might Irony, as well. You might as well. Sarcasm. Yeah. No, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree with the irony and sarcasm. That's yeah, why yeah. I say, if you want to draw that comparison, arguably the content on OnlyFans is a lot more explicit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, lah. Basically, yeah. that line of argument. Yeah. Exactly. Here's one thing I I felt. Uh, you know, if Malaysia were to embrace uh really the digital world and be mm-hmm. a forefront in in app making and all that. Okay. For the longest time, they have tried to make. Uh, an app similar to the strength of Facebook. Uh-huh. At one point of time, they call it MFace. Are you serious? Have you oh, heard really? of the app? Never, Never man. They created this website called MFace or an app. I don't know who. Backed by something like AC Mizal or whatever. He wanted to be the next Malaysian Facebook. Oh. Uh-huh. And it did not fly. Okay. Oh, you know why it didn't fly? Why? They didn't name it Bukawaja. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And then they had this thing called iFlix. Uh-huh. Which was like technically a ripoff from Netflix. But it's even worse ripoff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, they, they, they conceptualize things like Tonto. Yeah, 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 yeah. They wanted to be the next Netflix. Yeah. So, foray after foray of digital, you know, tech startup. Digital, failed. 
Innovation. Yeah, China lah. They are not China. They yeah. can't do that kind of But yeah. here we have Sugar Book yeah. who has made its name and has put Malaysia on the map. On the map. Third <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Highest number of sugar daddy in the world. Yeah. It is an app that has actually worked yeah. because it wrote on the culture of sugar daddies in Malaysia. Which was already prevalent. Yeah. And then you fucking arrest the owner. Yeah. You fucking yeah, arrest the owner. Yeah, but the irony. I mean, yeah. like, there's probably, for them, it's probably like a moral panic kind of thing. It's like, I guess you know, so. they can't allow this. Like, but okay lah, anyway, we are, we, are commenting, we are commenting on this in in a bit a bit in vacuo because we don't know about the actual rape case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, true, that's true. No, but, but to be fair, that rape case was on the second arrest. Uh-huh. The initial arrest was just uh-huh. on this whole like you know prostitution, uh, what ah. spreading, spreading, yeah. uh, inciting but, panic in the community kind of thing. But to that end, thankfully, you know the Malaysian High Court judge, yes, yes, probably yes. had more sense, and thankfully again, that, and they didn't allow the remand to continue. Yes, but they had the second bar. Until the second part, yeah. yeah. So now, who's gonna arrest the Singaporean app for this? Is there a Singaporean? Is there I a believe he's a Singaporean. Is he a Singaporean app? What do you ask our journalists to do? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a, I don't think it's a local app. I'm, I forgot. I need it's not Sugarbook lah, for sure. Yeah, it's not Sugarbook. Hmm. I didn't, I don't even know this app. Yeah, I, I actually yeah, don't know. Well, so, oh my God. So, <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite sure. Like, small little island, but like, got a lot of dark shit, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what make it Singapore, Singapore. Nobody knows the lyrics. <laughs> it's just like, Singapore, Singapore, da 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 yeah. da da da. Shit, I still can't remember the lyrics. Yeah. I just yeah, like, nah, 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 who gives a fuck? No one gives a fuck. Well, um, if you have something that you give a fuck about, <laughs> you can DM us <laughs> on our socials. It's Zarismail, D Z E R I S M E I L. You can also find me on my Instagram at Darren Macau or on my Facebook at Darren Mark. Now, this is like a earworm. I keep thinking about a stupid song now. I'm wondering what the lyrics are. <laughs> but, so, uh, if you give a fuck enough about this song yeah, and yeah, you want to yeah. kill that earworm in Ravan's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please send it to me on yeah. my socials. Uh, <laughs> Abdul yes, Rahman yes. Lockup on both Instagram and Facebook. And this podcast has been proudly brought to you by our friends from QO Children Organization. If you're looking to join uh, their ever-growing family of professionals, mm-hmm. you can visit the site. It's www.planb.sg.com. Slash jobs. We will see you when we see you. Bye bye.